This week on Tech UK, TalkTalk upgrades all of its customers to 24 megabits broadband, Virgin Media is trialing 100 and 200 megabit internet, Freeview HD PVRs are announced, Street View has arrived all over the UK, TVs would love film, and much, much more. Welcome to episode number one of the Tech UK podcast. I'm Giovanni. And I'm Stefano. The UK Tech podcast is where we cover the latest in UK technology, updates, and also worldwide technology to keep you in the loop. So let's get straight in with the UK news. First story of the day is about TalkTalk. And what they've actually done is they've upgraded their download speed. Before they had download speed of around 8 megabits per second, and they've now decided to upgrade all of their customers, according to top10broadband.co.uk, to 24 megabits per second. That's actually, that's the speed of ADSL2, which is new technology that um, they're employing, which allows speeds of lines to go up to 24 megabits per second. This is slightly faster than Virgin. Virgin's currently offering its mid-range package, I think it's 20 megabits, is it? I think so, yeah. And that's available for around a 10 or a month. And TalkTalk is, depending on what contract you're on, offering your, um, your plan for either free or a very low cost. 24 megabits per second is fantastic. Um... Talk Talk says that they will be rolling this out over the next few months, next three months, so everyone should have it by around June. My only problem with this story is that if Talk Talk's upgrading their customers to 24 megabits per second, that's that's amazing. But for those of us that consume a lot of video, audio, even just watching quite a few YouTube videos, downloading podcasts, you can easily hit their cap. What's their cap again, do you remember? I think it was around 40 meg. No, gig. do you mean 40 gig? gig yeah. yeah, of course, because <laughs> 40 meg would have been uh, no. not so generous broadband allowance. Yeah. Um, 40 gig, when you're going to have speeds of 24 megabits, you might want to actually stream HD video. 40 gig will eat into that cap very quickly. So, talk, talk, you either need to double your speed, um, double your download allowance for us, or... I don't want unlimited, maybe 80, 100 gig would be enough, but I'm constantly hitting the 40 gig cap every month, and just having to monitor it is annoying, because there's certain devices such as the PlayStation 3, where we can't see how much we've used, iPod Touch, um, iPhone, no, the iPhone you can actually see, really? um, yeah, you can, but only over the cell network, so I'm, I think it's only over the cell network, I'm not sure, um, so talk talk. Very nice. You've been upgrading us to twenty four megabits per second. But when that forty gigabit cap gets increased, that'll be amazing. I remember back in I think it was last year, maybe a couple of years ago, Comcast in the US had imposed a cap of two hundred and fifty gigabytes, and everyone was like, "No, two hundred fifty gigabytes is not enough." And there's countries in the world where there's a one gigabyte cap, so. 40 gigs might seem generous, but when you're at that speed, you will be using internet quickly. So, talk, talk, please, for the sake of your customers, just do increase your download limits. 
Now, Virgin Media, another telephone company, has decided that they will be trialing 100 megabits internet over telegraph poles. Yeah, um, I've actually heard about this. I don't know when. Yeah, this story was released earlier this month, probably around last week. And it seems to be that they're using the old telegraph lines. I don't know if... I'm not completely sure if these are the same as telephone lines, because a telegraph is different to a telephone. I think it's still, like, the normals, um... Copper wire network. Yeah, copper wire. But then, but then that caused, like, many problems. That's... I am actually thinking that. Yes, My only thing about it that I'm thinking is it might not be down telephone poles, because... The way that... Because telegraph poles were designed for sending data. Telephone poles, not so much. And the way that the story's being reported as um, telegraph poles, it makes me wonder if there's some kind of different infrastructure I don't know about. But in any case, 100 megabits, bring it on. It kind of makes Talk Talk's 24 megabits seem really bad. Yeah, um, definitely. In similarly related news... Virgin Media has also announced that it's going to be trialing 200 megabit internet. And they said they're going to be releasing this at a convention this weekend, and they'll be showing people how it's done. This seems to be an interesting step as well, because 200 megabits, wow. Um, I just don't know how to put that into words. 200 megabits would be amazing. But same problem with Talk Talk. Unless they start imposing caps, broadband download limits, that will not be good. But at the moment, they are they have an unlimited policy subject to fair usage. This 200 megabit broadband trial will be um, showcased at the Ideal Home Show this weekend. Although, um, hopefully, this uh, this will be using like um, fiber optic and not again. Um, Telegraph pose things. Yeah, um, I think it's interesting that Virgin Media is trying to keep itself ahead of the game. The fact that we don't really have any other fiber networks around the country does give them a sort of monopoly. Um, um, isn't one company like um, isn't Talk Talk trying to do fiber optic as well? Talk Talk did say it was going to try and get into TV, and I assume the way they would do that would be by a fiber optic. Um, Talk Talk's always investing in their network. I'm not sure if they're profitable or not, but the more they invest in it, the best for their subscribers. Um, we've managed to get back to Talk Talk again, as with every <laughs> yeah. story. Um, our next story is about 3DHD. Yeah. 3DHD, it's been launched in London now. It's amazing. You can get it. If you have a receiver. Now, Sharp has just announced that it will not only be having normal receivers, but it's also got PVRs coming out, so it'll be able to record it. It's similar to the TiVo service, Sky Plus, Sky Plus HD, actually, in this case, is what it'll be most like. Because HD programming, very, very good. It will only be coming over 720p, if I'm not um, wrong, here... In the UK, that's what 3DHD will be, 720p, which is going to be good for some people because a lot of people have bought HD TVs which are using the digital signal and upscaling it, but that's nowhere near as good as 
watching a proper HD signal. So these 3V PVRs, 3V HD PVRs in fact, are hopefully going to be very good because I have seen some 3V PVRs which have been terrible. Humax seem to be making the best ones at the moment, so hopefully they will be making some as well. Um, there are some brands I'd like to tell you about, just can't remember the actual names right now at the moment. But we will get back to this topic, I'm sure, when there's more different companies announcing um, either Freeview HD TVs or just Freeview HD tuners or PVRs. Now, moving on to our next story, we have Street View, which has expanded to 96% of the UK. CNET UK is reporting that, that Google Street View is now available throughout the most of the UK. At 96% of the UK covered, they have basically coined it as we cover the whole of the UK. There's obviously going to be little rural sections where you might not want to know what's hiding there in those woods. Um, I think it's a very good idea. Do you ever use Street View? Well, um, no, not really. But I think some posts say that you can't actually use um this like for theme parks and like very 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 like rural areas yeah there will be like really really rocky roads where they the cars would just literally get destroyed going down there probably not worth google's time to be fair it's not google that actually runs the car even though they are um labeled as google street view it is run by a third party company it's very good seeing that um that Google Maps has and Street View have expanded to pretty much all over the UK but I've seen other countries where I, to be honest, I have been really impressed by their coverage of Google Street View the US for example not so much it seems to to have been very very selected areas, the middle of the US for example is filled with large landscapes which are just flat, loads of mountains, where it'll be practically impossible. Um, I think the reason that they uh, don't actually um, um, do it there is it's because um, most of it is like desert and things and things like that. Well, we might want to desert. They never know. Uh, what else have we got? Portugal at the moment seems to be lacking very, very behind the rest of Europe. Mm. With France seeming to be the best at the moment. Oh, um, although I think Germany has no coverage at all. Yes, Germany, I don't know if it's maybe a rights thing. Maybe they don't want people's faces to be shown on the internet. But they have no Google Street View coverage at all, which... I think Google Street View is a very useful business tool. I've used it several times to any time I need to check out a place. I can literally just click, drag my little person onto the street and see where I'm going. Um, for example, they've also added a lot of sections which you wouldn't be able to get into usually without a car. Sometimes with a car... Um, Google's also done, what I mean by that is, they've gone to places, for example, this is what they've done in the US and in France, they've taken, for example, Disneyland Paris and driven a car through the whole of the place, taking photos every few metres. We've also got that here with some UK um, settlements, which, uh, 
um, wouldn't have been accessible before. Now, about the privacy, I think they've done a fantastic job in generally in blurring out number plates, blurring out people's faces. I do see the odd one or two, which they haven't blurred out, but for businesses, it seems to be really, really beneficial. The fact that you can just go and see where you're going and see what it's going to be like before you get there could be a major contributing factor. You could, for example, see a hotel advertised online as one of the best, but then when you go to Street View, see that there's a bunch of hooligans outside throwing rocks at it, and you might not want to stay in that hotel. So it might also harm businesses without it being their own fault. Businesses can remove their images at the moment, which is interesting. Moving on to our next story, which is all about Sony releasing its new Monolith TV. And it includes a service here called Love Film. For those of you in the US, this is exactly like Netflix, mm-hmm. but without TV shows in this case. What you can do is you plug an Ethernet cable into your TV and use the inbuilt software, which will allow you to access the Love Film website in glorious HD. And you'll be able to stream movies directly without having to wait for the CD or DVD to arrive in your house. This, I think this is a fantastic idea. Netflix has been doing this for quite a while with their Watch Instantly feature. Hopefully Love Film will expand their service to other, other bigger devices like the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360, the Wii. So long as they expand it to these devices, I think it will be really beneficial. Um, uh, they could also um, expand it to um, uh, like uh, other TVs. So Yeah, other TVs, I'm sure they will do, and just generally computers. Because they do have the service available at the moment. But the different types of films that I can see, the selection is extremely limited. They either straight to DVD films or just films that we've even never heard of or from the 70s, 60s, which most people won't want to rent at the time. You'll want to rent newer films. It seems that on the TV they are offering new films such as Star Trek, so hopefully that will be a good selling point for the TV. That's about all I've got to say for this TV, to be honest. We'll see when it comes out if it's a hit. There are a lot of people that don't even know about Love Film, but... For the price, I think it's very good. Hopefully, it'll be unlimited streaming for something like seven, eight, nine, ten pounds a month. That would be a really good price. It would get people to really generally use it, and it would make sure that people just don't pirate. Because if it's available that soon, if it's available seven, eight weeks after release, and you can get it instantly on your TV, you'd be able to watch the film and not pirate it. Now, moving on to general news, these bits of news are slightly old, but they are they are generally the best of what's happened in the last week. They're all about a week old. First of all, there's rumour, reported by Apple Insider, that the iPhone 4.0 will deliver multitasking. Um, the thing about Apple rumours now is that they, they are really, really accurate. Lately, they have been reasonably accurate. Yeah, um, yeah, but, like the iPad. Yeah, but generally only for products announcements, not for updates, because 
the iPhone, apparently the last iPhone was going to have a 5 megapixel camera. It was going to have all this. Doesn't seem to have happened. Hopefully this summer's iPhone will have a 5 megapixel camera, 720p recording, a higher resolution screen, all for the same price of what we've got now, or even lower. And also have the new iPhone 4.0 operating system. If it does deliver multitasking, would you enjoy that feature? Yeah, um, uh, because I've got an iPod Touch, and 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 I um, I think the multitasking would only work would only work with with like certain programs. Well, that's what they've got now, isn't it? They've got Mail, which can multitask in the background. They've got the iPod app, and these are all Apple apps which have been approved to work in the background. But more of these other apps, for example, Spotify does not work in the background. It's essentially the same as the iPod app, but it does use streaming. But if you're using it offline, why not? I think Apple will most likely restrict the apps. They won't let any app run in the background because they don't want to let, for example, a game run in the background because you don't really need a game running in the background. Um... Some of their inbuilt apps like Nike Plus run in the background. Um, I think they'll have to approve certain apps. So in the same way that the iPad and the iTunes Store will get updated when that comes out to only have certain certain apps work for certain versions of the iPad, I think they'll also eventually add an update to the iTunes Store which will allow only certain certain kinds of apps to run in the background. So hopefully this 4.0 will also be updated to the iPad and they'll allow multitasking that because it's got a processor which is strong enough to do that. Even the iPhone has a processor which is good enough to run Spotify in the background while playing a game. It does get Apple onto the the slippery slope where they have to start either approving apps and then get into this point where people will say, why has this app been allowed to run in the background this one hasn't? While at the same time, having to approve individual apps, or they'll just have to leave it in the more open model, where they allow you to just submit an app and it will be allowed to run in the background if you take a certain box. I think your first idea was was more plausible than the yeah. second one. For Apple, it will most likely be, be that idea. If it was something like Android, obviously, they'll let you run any app in the background. But then you do run into those problems, and Apple wants its user interface to be perfect. They they don't want you to have to open and close apps and have a task manager where you have to think about whether apps are open, why your phone is getting slower. They want it to just work. And I'm sure if this does come out, that... To be honest, there probably won't be any other improvements in iPhone 4.0. I would love a redesigned interface. I'm getting extremely bored of this strange 16 little squares with a taskbar at the bottom style. Um, home screens where you have to flip through. I would love something like how the HD2 has it, the HDC phone. Which has, for example, the big clock and then it has a little weather widget. As long as Apple gets to the point where it allows widgets to, for example, show us the latest travel, show us the latest weather, I would be very happy with that. They have shown patents for that kind of stuff. And they've also shown patents for actually creating little squares um, 
that you'd be able to click on and it would call a contact straight away, which I think is also missing. A sort of speed dial feature, basically. I like the interface now. I do really mind it because I find everything organized for me now. I've just taken a look at um, Windows Mobile 7, which is using the Zune interface, where it has the same, essentially the same interface as the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox, where it has a vertical and horizontal feature, so you go across horizontally and then go up or down to select a certain type of program. I don't really like that interface that much, but if Apple came up with this type of interface, I'm sure they'll be able to come up with something completely different and essentially revolutionize the look of the phone again. We're going to end up with a lot of imitations, but I'm sure whatever Apple does will be innovative whenever they decide to change their interface. They might be waiting till iPhone OS 5.0. What I have seen is that through iPhones, a lot of people are now entering the Mac market. They have decided to either buy the cheapest Mac, buy a laptop, buy a computer, because they're used to the interface. They're used to now getting good quality um, interfaces and a good solid build. So it has worked for Apple business model. You can even see the iPad, which has apparently had up to 150,000 pre-orders, which is our next story. So the iPad has apparently had 150,000 US pre-orders in the last few days. Apparently they are now selling at a rate of between 25,000 and 100,000 per day for this miracle device. And these have been reported widely from different sources. Some are saying they're now selling 25,000 a day. Others are saying selling 100,000. Some are saying they have now slowed to 25,000 sales a day. But when a company is able to sell 25,000 units of something, essentially 1,000 an hour, more than 1,000 an hour, of a product which no one has seen, only reports have touched it, they may say it's fantastic, but if they're able to sell that many, props to Apple. I've noticed that in the UK, they will not be selling 25,000 a day. If they sell 25,000 total in their first month, I would be reasonably surprised. Though, I really don't think it's going to take off that much, especially if it does come out without a camera and the release. Um, the the release date has been set back to the end of April. Not not the best things happening, is it? Well, um, the only reason I would actually buy the iPad would probably be for the bookstore. Uh, yeah. yeah, and about that, another story that we've learned this week is that iBooks will not be available on the iPad in the UK because they have made no agreements. Without the iBook store, without a camera in it, without actually one of the most impressive processors, it may have an impressive screen, it's, it does not seem appealing to me anymore. Plus, the way the Apple tax is going to be added to it, $500, worth about £320. When you add VAT onto that, makes about £380. They're not going to be charging £380. I'll be surprised if they charge anything less than £400. Probably be setting their price by around £450. £450 for a big screen and what some people call a giant iPod Touch. 
it's not extremely expensive, but also not the best value. Um, I don't think many people would uh, buy it um, at, at the price that you said. Yeah, at 400 even 450 I don't think it's going to be one of those impulse buys. When you can get an Apple TV for around 220 and even that's meant to be a niche product, I don't see how they can justify even 400 £450 for this device. It's going to be portable, yes, they have to squeeze all the electronics in, but as usual with Apple, if you buy first generation, you're going to get something that's more expensive with less features. Same with all the other manufacturers. So, I may end up getting it, depending on if they release another version within the next year, hopefully. Next January, when they, or maybe September, when they refresh the iPods, they'll have a new one out with a camera. At that point, and if the price point is around £350, I think I would get it. Just purely for the fact that sometimes I am upstairs in bed and I'll just be sitting there and I want to use the iPod interface, the iPhone interface, um, to access my files, to go on the internet, to play a few songs, to watch podcasts even. And... The fact is, it does not have HD, it does not have a big enough screen. The iPad would be perfect for that. It's a fantastic compromise between a 13-inch MacBook Pro and an iPhone. It's basically in the middle. Um, um, it actually relates a bit more to uh, the iPod Touch than uh, the iPhone. It does. Um, the interface, obviously, is very similar. Little tweaks um, they have made, for example... I, I like the idea of being able to use iWorks on it um, and essentially use a certain type of either PowerPoint program or a Keynote or spreadsheet or word processing style program on there, create my documents there. And then I would have to buy the external VJ adapter, which is going to be selling probably for around £20. It's $20. Don't expect anything less than £17.99, £20. Just plug that in and have your PowerPoints or videos highlighted up and upscaled your TV to a projector. It would be a very good idea. Also, I think in the next gen or eventually they will have to include an SD card slot. I don't think they can justify £20 for... What is an adapter? The iPod, um, the iPad, sorry, um, keyboards and dock, which is going to be around £50 probably. Not even coming out on time. They probably will be available by the time that the iPad is released in UK. It, I think it will heavily depend on the price point, at least for a few people that are on the edge like me. For people that need to have the latest gadgets, as soon as they come out, fantastic. And they'll buy it whatever the price point. They'll buy two if they need to. You can't even pre-order them in UK, which I think was a slightly bad move. I think um it was because um uh, the actual price hasn't been announced yet. Yeah, they. I'm sure when it's available for pre-order, they're obviously going to announce the price because you won't want to pre-order something then get there and they'll tell you it's two thousand pound. Well. Enough about the iPad, don't want to turn this into the Apple show. What other news do we have? Oh look, 
Is this more um, iPhone news? Oh, yes, it is. It's actually news that the iPhone 4G O2 has actually leaked this information through one of its websites when it uploaded um, a screenshot of the new iPhone. And in that screenshot, it says... That video calls are the same price as normal phone calls. What does that mean? Video chat probably will be coming to the iPhone. Um, the iPhone 4G hopefully will include that. And pretty much everything I'd have to say about that we've just covered in the last piece of news. Another big thing is that Facebook has apparently been trialing and will be releasing... Location sharing, so you'll be able to share your location a la um, Foursquare or Guala. In the UK, not going to be used that much, I guess. People don't really want to know where they are. For example, Twitter also seems to be releasing this. Don't really have much to say about this. I think it should be an option. I don't think they should opt people into it. That would be the worst thing that they could do. Um, basically, um, uh, couldn't, couldn't, um, uh, couldn't you just post that on like, um, on like your comments page at the front and just say, "I'm in," blah blah blah. No, this is, for example, if you want to say, you want to upload a photo and prove that you are there, kind of thing. Essentially, how. For example, the iPhone tags its photos. It's going to be essentially that. And so you can show, oh, look, I am in London. I'm in Sydney now. You can just edit that, literally, on the front page. Um, uh, the thing is, um, um, Google has uh, something like this, doesn't it? Google does have a service called Google Latitude, which it. essentially just tells people where you are all the time, as long as you switch it on. They also try to integrate that into Google Buzz. Which, no need to talk about that, and the failure that was. Moving on to PlayStation and Sony, which have actually managed to sign up the six big studios for um, HD movies on the PS3. This is currently only on in the US at the moment, which is rather disappointing. Um, at the time of release, it only had something like 8 or 13 different movies, which wasn't impressive at all, but... Hopefully, there will be a push to get this into the UK, similar to how um, Love Film is doing this. For example, we do have a fantastic service called Blinkbox, B-L-I-N-K-B-O-X dot com. And that is essentially what this is. I don't, I'm not sure if it does have the six big studios, because not all the latest movies are appearing on there. It does have fantastic price for movies. They run um, specials. And you can essentially buy a film for £5 because um, they run so many 50% off specials. I've had, um, I have bought and rented movies for free there because I've used different um, promotional codes. Fantastic service. PlayStation and Sony might want to bring that here. Um, so um, this isn't on any other console at all, right? No other console has all... Six big studios. For example, Sony and Sony Pictures are obviously affiliated. So if they wanted, they could just make it so that never any of the other consoles have all the six big new studios. They could say, we and Xbox, no, you can't have our films. And they would be the only ones. Um, so, so basically, um, 
um, so many pictures, Universal, Disney, I think. Yes, Walt Disney. I don't know any of And the other three movie ones, such. I think they are Paramount mm. and a couple others. Two others. Um, I think one of them is actually BMG, but that may now have, that may be for music actually. Yeah. Now, moving on to our final story, which the BBC is reporting about silent phone conversations. So, what this essentially is, this has been hyped up as being able to have silent phone calls, and you'll be able to talk to your friends or your family and share secrets, and no one else on the train will hear it. What essentially is is the phone. Somehow, through some miracle of nature, some kind of camera or something, will be able to lip-read your lips. And the potential for this is actually really good. It uses text-to-speech, and it essentially transmits it. So you can talk silently, it uses um, speech-to-text, sorry, but using only lip-reading, so there's not even any speech. And it sends that over to um, over the network, and it gets sent to the server... And to the person on the other side, it's transverted back into a robotic voice. Robotic voice is not my favourite thing in the world, but it's fantastic for interlingual conversations. We'll need to have um, Google Translator-style services improved, but I could, for example, call the President of France and be talking in English, and it'll be coming out the other side in French. Also, this is... Of course, we'll be able to have these silent conversations... Will this be happening? I think this is a good idea, but realistically, I don't really think this would actually be happening. plausible. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say I completely agree. That's it for this week's Tech News, and that's it for the first episode of Tech UK. You can join us every Friday or Saturday and listen to our podcast, which will be released at the early weekend. Uh, where we cover the latest in UK tech news, what it means to you, and of course, worldwide news, and how that will affect us here in the UK, and just general tech news about the world. Thank you so much for listening, and join us next week for another episode of the Tech UK Podcast. See you next week. Bye. Bye.